Hello and welcome to the Money Queen podcast. I am Alex Nicolaitis, the Money Queen. I am here to unite the masculine and feminine energetics of money and invite you in joining me to break the stigma of we don't talk about money here. I will deliver the loving bitch slaps that you need in your business to elevate you as a leader and support you to that next level and welcoming in the wealthiest version of yourself. With over 13 years in the accounting and bookkeeping industry, I utilize the support of the masculine in systems, structure, support, and ATO compliance combined with the feminine of the energetics of mentoring, guiding, getting really curious. So hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating, and I cannot wait to have you by my side as we raise the feminine collective and create true generational wealth and change. I have a special guest for you all today, and I'm so freaking excited to have her here. She has actually been like a really pivotal person in this business that I have now, and I admire the shit out of her for just like doing the fucking thing, right? And for challenging the status quo and for going above and beyond and for speaking out when it's like, oh, I don't know if I should say that. She's like, she's the person that actually fucking says that. <laughs> she yes, I am. No- <laughs> right? (laughs) The woman that I am talking about is the one and only MG. Say hello to my friends. (laughs) Hello. What an introduction. I guess that describes me to a T. And what I want to start off with is a bit of an introduction and, and how we actually met, because I think I've shared this story with you before. Like, you were actually part of my wealth, uh, wealth creation journey and, and wealth like up level. Because the reason why I met you or how I met you is when I flew all the way to Perth, I'm in Brisbane if you're new to my space, uh, to do my NLP, my Neuro Linguistic Programming uh, course. And you were actually one of the support team in that event. And like for me growing up, I was like, Perth is such a long way away for me. And I just had this uh, perception that it was crazy expensive to go to Perth because there's a lot of fly in, fly out workers. And I'd heard that the cost of living is incredibly high. So I was like, okay, like I'll go over there when I'm rich. I'll go over there when I've got like surplus funds. I'll go over there when, like, that's just not part of my current reality. That's just so far in the future. And when I wanted to do my NLP and I saw it was in Perth, the next event, cause like, I just don't have a lot of patience. And I'm like, the next one, where is it? Oh, it's in Perth. I'm like, oh, I get to unpack this. Mm-hmm. all right cool and I'd sold my previous business by then so I you know I in technical terms like I was rich I am rich and I'm like okay I get to do this and then you know meeting you there whilst I was there I was like and then the flow and effects that you've had in my world afterwards I'm like yes this is what gets to happen in our world when we don't listen to all of the stories when we like hear them and be like yeah but that's someone else's story that's someone else's experience what's my experience what do I want to do like and also too like shifting your current reality to be like that was a story that was a belief but what's my current reality reality like I've got the funds available I've got the time available now like fuck it let's go to Perth <laughs> let's go we and don't you know, know what, what is the most isolated city in the world like <laughs> it legit is really far <laughs> Whenever I have to come over east for something or choose to get to come over east for something, it's like, okay, this is a very intentional mission here. It's not like I can just go for the day. You know, it's, it is quite far. Realistically, if you look at any other continent, you would have gone over five countries at least. So (laughs) 
relevant because I'm just about to fly off to Europe. (laughs) Very relevant. Like you could fit Europe just into Western Australia probably multiple times. So that's nuts. Yes. But then the, the, also another part of where you came into my story and continue to pop up is this literal podcast. I was like, when I was creating it, I was like, okay, I've got this idea. I'm actually ready to do this thing. Like what's my current reality? Like I have space. I've got the awareness. I have got trust in myself and my voice now. I'm ready to do this podcast. And I was just DMing you about like what this gets to look like. And I, I was sitting on the lounge and you were in the shower and we both had the same thought of like, actually let's do a week-long intensive and like let's get this podcast launched <laughs> so you came and out of the show make it clear that <laughs> we weren't messaging while i was in the shit we yes. weren't <laughs> you were not in my home i was not in yours <laughs> it's like yeah i was in the shower and i had that shower thought you were on the couch on totally opposite sides of the continent having the same thought there we go thank you for the clarification magic <laughs> Like that is what gets to happen again in a world where we're connected to our awareness, connected with like, what's true for us? Where are we actually currently at? And like saying yes, saying a full body fuck yes to working with someone like that's what it gets to feel like. I had that energetic pull. You did as well. And we were both thinking the exact same things from literally opposite sides of the country. Ugh, it just, I, I love when that stuff happens. There's just no yes. other explanation for it. And I think that's the beauty of the potency that you bring into, you know, the, the clients that are attracted to you, that are magnetized to you because you have this beautiful magnetizing presence about you. So I'd love for you to speak into that in like how you actually impact women these days and, and how you quantify how you've created rather that magnetizing presence because I was captivated. I love it. And I just love uh, how you use that voice. I don't know where that voice comes from. I can't I can't replicate it. I'm gonna try, I'm not gonna try. No, I'm not gonna try. It's like a, a bogan Queensland voice <laughs> you bring on. And I don't know where it comes from, but I love it. I love when you, you bring it out. And I think you've done it twice already, so you know, keep it coming. It's we're here for it all. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. So the and by the way, if I've offended anyone by saying that uh bogan Queenslander thing, you're welcome for the trigger. You can work on it now. <laughs> you There's can tell we're from coming. Like, We've got the same energy around that, right? Yes. So the question was, let me not get distracted because I yes. have a tendency to, you know, find shiny objects in what I am thinking. Magnetize, how I magnetize people to the work that I do. And yeah. and I guess a lot of that has come down to all of the inner work that I've done, like studying neuro-linguistic programming. That was probably the start of it. Mm. Did you see when I just recently shared my very first live video? Did you see that? My God, yes. And I reminisce back to my first video. I was like, I need to do a post similar to M's because I was like, it was horrendous. Yeah. So (laughs) I hadn't done any of that inner work at that point and you can see it, right? Mm. Like I am not the same person at all. I'm like a shell version of me. And I mean, I was still obviously courageous enough to push live and that, you know, took a certain amount of courage, confidence, whatever you want to call it, but it was very much surface level and not internal. And it was probably about a year later that I went down that, that journey of really understanding how your mind, your energy, your 
your body works. And I, I say body because it's not just about exercise and how your body works, but how you connect to your body in order to magnetize, because that's, it's not that your body's magnetizing, but it's the energy that comes from within you, not just the way you think. And I spent a lot of my life you know, 30 years, just up in my head all the time, racing thoughts, constantly trying to be perfect, constantly wanting everyone to love me, being that people pleaser. And after I had my second child, I went on that journey and and I, I changed the way that I think about myself. I change the way that I show up in the world. And when you do that, that's what magnetizes people to you. So I work in marketing and mindset now with women in business. And that is such a crucial part of it because when you're marketing, you're attracting people, you're attracting people into what you're offering. And a lot of that comes down to your mindset, but it's not just in your mind. It's in so much more than that. It's in the way that you dress. Like literally, I knew that I was on this podcast with you today. So I put this on, right? This is not what I was wearing 10 minutes ago. And you might not be able to see me if you're just listening to this, but I'm just wearing like a black lacy uh, top under a, with a um, that's see-through with neon because I like bright colors underneath. And I did that because I know it elevates my energy. And it doesn't matter if you can't see me right now because you're listening on Spotify. It's elevating my energy, which allows me to be more magnetizing. And really that all comes back to the inner work, the inner child work, the shadow work, the ability to self-coach as well as the ability to surrender to a coaching process external, externally as well. So it's kind of a bit of both because I don't feel like relying on a coach all the time is what you need. You also need to learn how to do it for yourself and, and also at the same time surrender to a process so that you can just let go and let other people shine a light. So it's having that combination of work on yourself as well. Yeah. And I think that's actually a really relevant point. The whole, like, there's a, there's a concept I think I feel in the coaching world at the moment. It's like, you always need to have a coach. You always need to have someone like behind you or supporting you or whatever. And if you don't, you're out of integrity. And it's like, Mm -hmm. actually like there gets to be voice too. Sometimes you actually do need that space to actually self-regulate and be like, have I been relying so heavily on this person in my world or these people in my world in order to give me validation or to, you know, boost up my ideas or, or give me a pat on the back? Like, how do I actually survive in this world, in this business as a, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, actually by myself in, in this moment? Because I haven't allowed myself to do that in years. And I've yes. just come off the back of that. I had probably about six months off. And to start with, I was like, oh, I'm out of integrity because I don't have a coach. And I'm like, actually no like i'm not pu- i'm not pulled to anyone right mm-hmm. now so would it actually mm-hmm. be more out of integrity to be coaching with someone because i'm like that goes against my money values of being a full body fuck yes to having the, yes. having those purchases so i'm like actually no and it's been a beautiful space that i had off and now i'm coaching with someone else i'm like it is it was such a full body fuck yes working yes. with him and the results that i'm getting now i'm like the first session i was blown away i'm like yes okay now i'm actually ready for the next phase because i've evolved from coaches previously i've evolved from the time that i've actually allowed myself to go back to my truth and now i can show up a lot more powerfully with now this different support yeah absolutely and i mean i've been the same i've worked with women the same as well, where they say, well, I'm just looking for the next one. I'm looking for the next one. I'm looking for the Mm -hmm. next one. And we forget that actually you are the only one. 
you know, even coaching, you're being coached, but it's still you that's doing the work. So just looking for the next shiny object is not necessarily what you need for growth. I closed down. I don't know if you were in my world when I had the tribe. Did you, were you in my world when I had the tribe membership? No. So I had a, a membership. It was a mindset membership uh, for women and wasn't when I was working with women in business, but it kind of eventuated into that. And I closed it down after about, it was two years that I was running it. And so many of those women were relying on me for those two years that when I shut it down, they were like, what do we do now? What do we do now? And I was like, do you know what? This is a gift for you to realize you were relying on me. And now you need to go and either use things that you've learned from me yourself or expand your horizons and find a different way of receiving support because they had got to that point. And we don't want that as, as coaches. Yes, we want to have continuous uh, feedback and customers coming back to us, but we don't necessarily want them to be relying on us. No, absolutely not. And I think it too, it allows ourselves as the coach to free up space to have fresh energy to come into our world as well as 100%. our clients leaving. So yep. I think it perpetuates, you know, same with money. Like there's a life cycle to that. There's a flow, there's an in and the out. And if you are constantly holding on to clients for like 10, 20, 30 years or whatever, it's like yes. eye rolls. Yes. <laughs> it's like you're not allowing yourself to get to the next level of coaching and they are not allowing themselves to get that, to that next level of development. So it's like, actually you're mm. being an asshole by holding on to them so tightly right now. Same with money. If money, comes into your world and you hold on to it so fucking tightly it's like it's not going to be excited to come in in more abundance it's like oh I'm, if i go to al i'm going to be constricted and i'm going to have to stay there for 20 years and I, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun to me so i'm just not going to go to her right so interesting and all right beautiful segue into my next question because i with the tribe, it was a thing in your world. You shut it down. You had it for two years. You recently mm -hmm. shut down another one of your programs. Mm -hmm. And I really want to talk to you about, you know, the decision around that and what is now on your path, because I think it takes a really courageous person to actually build something, to birth something, and then to make the decision to actually close it down or step away from that in, in my experience with my previous business. Oh, well, yes. Flow through well. I could talk about this topic. So you kind of touched on it just a moment ago. And I was like, I have so many examples of times where I've closed a door only to have a hundred doors open. And even though the closing of that door initially is so fucking scary, because I now have so much evidence that I've seen in my experience of closing doors and new doors opening, I now know that it doesn't matter. If I close a door, at least one other door is going to open. And usually there's more than one or the next door that opens is way fucking better anyway. And you don't need to know what that door is going to be. You don't need to know because simply by closing the door, you will have so much opportunity. There's a space. And when there's space, the universe has to fill it with something, right? It's like, okay, we've got this empty space here. What do we do with that? And then something will drop in and you don't know what that's going to be, but you will never find out if you don't create that space. So you need to shut the fucking door. And how I know when to shut the door is when my sacral tells me to. And that was, again, me learning how to listen to my body, getting out of my damn head and into my body. And I can read it now. I, it's intuition, essentially. I, I didn't even know what intuition was 10 years ago, but now I, I know my intuition so well. 
I'll say there's probably still like 10% of the time that I try to ignore my intuition, but eventually it's like knock, 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 knock. And then eventually it's just like, I'm going to punch you in the nose if you don't listen. And that's when I'm like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And those are usually the big scary decisions. There was a bit of that with this most recent shutdown because it was 50% of my revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I've got a mortgage to pay. And so all those money things come up to the surface and, and you know, cause we've, you know, been connected for a while now that I have my own money stories that I battle against and, or I work with. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the love reframe. That reframe. Yes. <laughs> it's You've definitely been in my world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so I've already, like I shut that door and that was maybe two and a half months ago now that I shut that door. And since then, the amount of doors that have opened have been absolutely phenomenal. And even just this morning, I I put up a post yesterday saying that I'm creating space for three new women to come in to work with me for the rest of the year. I've had 19 applications. Wow. I <laughs> and I only that. have space for three. So now I have the opposite problem where I'm like, I'm going to have to say no to some people because I can't work with 19 people one-to-one. I know that I need my energy to put into the project that I'm now working on, Mm -hmm. which is why I closed the previous door. And even though my revenue has dropped and I've actually been paying myself slightly less because I've been investing into the business, it's actually been beautiful because what's come out of this is I'm being so much more intentional with the way I spent my money because I was paying myself so well. Um, up until about a month ago when I've had to cut down my own income, my own personal income, I was just kind of like splashing cash everywhere. Like, Whoa, I'm going to buy those $300 sparkly shoes. And yes, but we love them. We love oh, them. Oh, totally happy with them. <laughs> yes. I probably still would get them even if I was not paying myself as much because they're worth it for sure. But I'm being a lot more intentional now about how I spend every single dollar and I haven't had to do that in a long time. So now that I almost am forced to, even though it's by choice, so it's not force, it's really opened my eyes to go, wow, I can really enjoy spending money more because I'm more intentional about it. And so what a gift to be paying myself less so that I can experience that again. And then when I am able to pay myself more, which I foresee happening by the end of this year again, I'm going to enjoy that money even more because it'll feel even more abundant, even though it was exactly what I was receiving earlier in the year. And I think that's such a beautiful journey that you've been on and something that I see as well with clients who are on that journey of, uh, you know, I've chosen to shut something down or, you know, a big client has left, for instance, and, and they go into scarcity and fear and going, oh my God, what does this mean about me? What does this mean about my business? Oh, I have to like cut costs here, 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 and here. But the way that you've held that and going like, okay, well, this was a choice for me. And mm-hmm. now how do I choose to respond as opposed to how, how am I reacting? I could react with fear. I could react with scarcity. I could be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like push out all these offers to, to anyone who will listen essentially in that mm-hmm. scarcity mindset. However, you've chosen to be like, hey, world, I've got some spaces, three spaces up until the end of the year to work with me in, a, in an intimate setting. 
and you've had an abundance come back to you because of the way that you have grown, that you have moved into your money stories, that you have chosen to close down part of your business, to open up an awful lot of new opportunities. This is then what is then received. There is a, there is a calmness in your nervous system. And even just like looking at your body language, it's like you are open to receiving. You're actually glowing right now. If you're not watching on YouTube, go and watch on YouTube. Actually, I've turned on the, um, the video on Spotify as well. So you can watch on Spotify as well. Oh, you yeah. fancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it's everywhere now, the video, isn't it? I need to start yeah. doing that with mine. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Always the student. Um, yes. Both of us. Yeah. Always the student. Oh, absolutely. Amen to that. If you are listening to this episode and are picking up what I'm putting down and are ready to unpack and elevate your money story, then pop over to my website and see the money coaching package that is calling your name. Find out for yourself why I have been called the money queen that everyone needs in their life. After working with me, my clients are reclaiming their power in their business. And this has seen them bring hundreds of thousands of dollars into their businesses after having me on board their team. Are you ready to expand? Then let's fucking go, queen. Book in a call with me on my website, which is alexunscripted.com to show the universe that you are here for everything that you fucking desire and you are taking action. But yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful way to be like, you know, you can have doors closing in front of you or you can choose to close those doors and still be in abundance and love and go, cool, how, do I, how am I responding? as opposed to just like, shit, what's happening right now? And we spoke about, um, you know, getting on board the fear train on the latest episode that I was on your podcast. Yes. And again, it's a choice. Like with this, you know, recession in inverted commas that's on our doorstep or coming on our doorstep, what is your choice? You can choose to be on that fear train of going, shit, what's happening? Society's on this thing. I guess I, I, guess I need to jump on there or jump off and be like, what's my choice? How do I choose to respond to what's happening in the external world or my internal world right now? Because we have a choice. What is it? We always have a choice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's a common theme in your world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what's my common theme? Oh, tell me. Being courageous and doing the thing that it's like everyone is so fearful of. Right? And you continue to thrive mm-hmm. because of your awareness, because of your consciousness, because of your intentionality, which is why we vibe, obviously. So, And I love of- that you've got that as my theme because that is 100% what I intentionally emit. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Good. Yes. There goes that accent again. Yeah. yeah. So funny backstory from for the voice. Um, I it used to come out when I was like drunk and like 17, 18. That was yeah. the only time that it would come out, and people would like love. It. They called it like my newsreader voice. Yes. And then in the last couple of months. Uh, just before I started this podcast, actually, I started saying it to a few people and they're like, that's actually hilarious. And I was like, oh, oh, people like that. Oh, okay. And it, you know, it sneaks into the whole, just like when you allow yourself to embrace your fullness. And for me, that includes my voice now. And and part of that is the lingerie, which I'm not wearing right now. And I actually feel fucking boring right now. Cause I'm like, why am I not wearing lingerie? You have got some beautiful lipstick on, though. I do, yes. I have noticed yes, that. Yes, it's coral, mm-hmm. coral red or coral pink, something like that. Um, but uh, where was I going with that? Oh, yes. Embracing mm. all of your authenticity. Yes. That ticks, ticks your, like, magnetizing state into fucking action because it's mm. like – 
people hear that voice and they're like, oh, that's a little bit quirky. Oh, you know, because the stereotype of an accountant, where I've come from, bookkeeper, that, you know, money world, it's like, oh, she's so fucking boring. I don't want to listen to her. It's like, actually, I have a personality. I will talk about things that you don't want to talk about or think are controversial or taboo. Like we get to choose how we show up. We get to choose Mm -hmm. what we talk about. We get to choose what doors we close. We get to choose what doors we open. And even in your... um uh the response that you've had 19 people coming back when you've only got three places you get to choose i know yeah which is super exciting because some of the women that have come through i'm like oh amazing i'm really excited about what they do in business and i know that it's going to benefit everyone to either just be part of that application process too because even just answering questions in an application process can open up new doors to whatever you were thinking before yeah, absolutely. And I remember when we did the week-long intensive to create this podcast, some of the questions that you asked me, I was like, oh, I was about like 70% sure on this, but literally just being asked the question, I was like, oh, okay. Noticing that I was only 70% and I'm like, all right, what extra do I want? Like, what is my full truth in here? The mm. power of a question is incredible and, is. and highly underrated. Yes. Yes. Oh, we could do a whole podcast on that. Questions that open up possibility, you know, because I, I think that often we're asking ourselves the wrong questions. Yes. We're asking ourselves for evidence of why we can't do something or why something's not possible as opposed to what is possible. I want to backtrack quickly though, because I had yeah. a thought when you were speaking before about like the voice mm-hmm. and the uniqueness of it. I was speaking on Friday about uh, the four different types of luck. And I mean, look, luck is really something that we can create for ourselves. There is certainly an element of privilege in luck as well. And I think that's important to recognize. But what you're touching on there is the luck around your uniqueness. So we can actually increase our luck in the world if we tap into our own uniqueness. And this is was researched in the 70s by a guy called Dr. James Austin. And he was saying that if you are more unique, whether it's using a voice, whether it's being an accountant, wearing lingerie, whether it's whatever it is, having pink hair, I mean, mine's not very pink right now, but you know, whatever the uniqueness is about you, it makes you more memorable. And the more memorable you are, the more opportunities you have, because the more memorable you are, people will think of you when there's an opportunity. They'll go, oh yes, I know someone that would be great for that. Or I know that person that you should speak to because you're memorable as you've just let yourself be who you are. And that video of me from my first live Facebook live in 2016 or 17, you know, not memorable apart from the fact that my dog did a crap in the background while I, like that was memorable. (laughs) But me, not memorable at that point. Yeah. However, on stage on Friday, like honestly, I was, I'm going to say it, I was a fucking vibe, you know? Mm, I and, could only imagine. Yep. And that was 100% memorable. It's possibly also how I've ended up with 19 applications just a few days later because they will have just had that MG vibe and been like, that was memorable. It was unique. And so it's actually increased my luck and allowed me to manifest more doors to open into my world. So use that voice, wear that lipstick, wear that lingerie, and whoever's listening, you know, what is it that you can express that's within you that you've been suppressing because the expression of it is going to attract the right people to you. 
Yeah. Amen. Amen. And I think uh, one of my earlier episodes, I think it was the wealthiest version of you. It's like the wealthiest version of yourself is actually the most authentic version of yes. yourself. And, mm-hmm. you know, that voice staying along that theme, that voice is authentic to me because it came out when I was drunk, when all my inhibitions mm. were removed. You let go. When I let go. Yeah. And I recently brought it back into my world and I noticed the response and I was like, oh, also, you people like it when I'm authentic? Cool. Like, let's do more of that. Like, so the most authentic version of you is the wealthiest because you actually just don't give a shit. You yes. do not care how extra you are. And I remember in my dating world, I was about to say career. I used to language at my dating career. <laughs> One of my friends was like, this is why it's so hard because like careers are hard and they're long and they're like arduous things. Need a dating <laughs> resume. Um, here's yeah. the people that I've dated. <laughs> right. And this is your um, feedback. There's my reference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, side note, I've just started seeing someone. I don't know if I've given you the update, but I'll have to. I haven't got the full update yet. I'm oh looking forward to it. All right. Yes. We'll do that offline. <laughs> I'm now I'm like, oh, I want to know all about Alex's love life. Yes. I was so close to creating a dating podcast and now I'm like, no, this is my person. So I'm like, we're good. <laughs> yeah, awesome. we love him. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. One actually, one theme that I want to, that I still feel is relevant in, um, you know, living your most authentic life is one goal that we connected with when we first started um, being in each other's world was a goal of generating a million dollars in a year. And Mm -hmm. that was also along your theme of like creating something and working towards something and then something happening within you and being like, actually, that's not my truth anymore. And we get to let that go to create new opportunities. And I feel like there is such a huge, I don't know if stigma is the right word, but like emphasis on like creating a million dollars and, you know, creating a seven figure business and all of the like taglines and the slogans and the things to just be like clickbaity shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I bought into it. Absolutely. I know you did too. And, you know, it's, I really want to speak into what that experience was like for you to go on that journey and then just be like, mm, actually it's a no from me now. And what actually happened for you to be like, it's a no. I love that you've brought this up because it's actually eventuated again, this, oh, it, this whole for, journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was probably around 12 to 18 months ago that I had said, no, it was maybe two years ago, actually, that I was like, by 2025, I will be making seven figures in my business. And I had it broken down as to what I would need to do in order to make that happen. So I knew my numbers, I knew what marketing I needed to do in order for that to happen. And then in my gut, again, in my sacral, something just didn't feel right as I was taking the actions that I needed to take. I'd reverse engineered it. So I knew what I needed to do, but as I was doing it, it didn't feel right. And of course, when it doesn't feel right, you don't magnetize. And so then I wasn't actually getting the results that I wanted. I wasn't growing as fast as I wanted to, but at the same time, I kind of didn't care. And I was like, what is this? Not caring about not getting the result that I want. Like, what the fuck? And really, it was because there was a misalignment in the goal. And when I tried on for size, maybe it's good and I can be happy with multiple six figures. Maybe I can be happy with sitting here for a while and actually just bathing in the current success that I have rather than pushing for more. So I did that. And I really 
embodied, just going, okay, multiple six figures, really happy with this space. I get to have balance in my life. I get to, you know, still pay myself a really decent wage more than I would if I was still working as a full-time primary school teacher. And I, and I sat with that for a while. And when I sat with that, I real that was when I started to realize that what I was offering and the way I was running my business wasn't actually fully in alignment with what I wanted to achieve. And it was kind of the beginning of me shutting that door on half of my revenue a few months ago, because what I realized is that while I enjoyed that, it was going for me to scale it to seven figures was going to drain me or it was going to mean me charging a lot more money, but not feeling in alignment with that either, because I really want people to get results. And if you're paying me that much money, I want to be able to really ensure that you get results. And in a group coaching program, it's not, you can't guarantee results. You just can't guarantee results in a group coaching program. So this is where I started to look at how I can scale while also helping more people and freeing up more time for one-to-one clients without having to charge them an absolute fucking ridiculous amount of money, which look, there are coaches that charge $30,000 for a day. Amazing. If you want to pay that, great. But unfortunately, there are a lot of people that do not yet have, you know, the money mindset that you have, Alex, and do not understand that investing gives you what you need back if you put in the energy, the equal energetic exchange. And I want to be able to fill that gap where people aren't there yet. Because there's a lot of people, and I know you know that, there's so many people that are not there yet and willing and able to invest thousands of dollars into their business. And we need to be able to give them resources to get there. So I now see with my current business model that I actually will be at seven figures by 2025. (laughs) I fucking love this. I actually love this. So funny because I let it go, right? And when you let go of the outcome, I know that it's not a pu- it's not a push to get there. It's just I'm available yep. for it. I'm like it's a no brainer. It, it will easily make seven figures, and it's in a way that feels like it has so much more alignment and integrity from me because every dollar that I make from this project and the way that I want to move forward in my business is actually going to give back. So the more I make, the more I'm giving. And there's that flow. And, you know, I know you talk about this with money. It's like, it just always needs to be in flow because once it stops flowing, it gets stuck. So let's keep it flowing. So I want to receive the money, give the money back and just keep it flowing. Yeah. And this is the epitome of why I do what I do. Like money goes further. My mission is money goes further when it's in the hands of women. And this Mm. is exactly fucking why, right? You're not just sitting there going, how can I create a million dollars in a year? And like, what would I spend that on? How would that impact my world? How would that like, would I buy a house? Would I buy a boat? Would I do a, you know, a couple of weeks in Europe. Like, what would I do? It's like, no, how can I actually make more impact with this? Like, Mm -hmm. this is why you're one of my people. This is actually fucking why, right? So fucking inspiring. And I love also in that how you're like, I set the intention and I let it go. And now it's just happening organically, right? And I feel like that's also the path that I'm on. I don't 
I don't know if I've shared this with you before. So my company now is actually called A&MDC Proprietary Limited. And mm-hmm. it's for Alex Nicolaitis' million-dollar company, Proprietary Limited, because I'm it. like, I've been there before mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it again, but I don't have that time pressure on me. I don't have that expectation, expectation on me. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know that it'll happen. Yeah. But I'm unattached from the outcome. Like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. unattached from the outcome. I'm unattached to the, the, like, all of the restrictions that I had on me previously when I was working towards that. I was like, oh my God, I had so much attachment towards it about what it would mean about me as a business owner, what it would mean about mm-hmm. me as a leader, what it would mean about me in the business community that I was in at the time, and like what it would do for my world and my world only. But now, now that I've, you know, evolved and I'm in a completely different business and I'm more focused on the impact that I'm actually making in the world and how can that ripple effect go further and trusting in the Mm -hmm. fact that I know that it will come back to me because money is literally just an outcome from the impact that you put into this world, from the from the choices that you make, from the actions that you take, from the inactions that you take, perhaps even, mm. money is actually the byproduct of that. So when I previously was working towards this goal, I was like money, 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 looking at the figures all the time because I was in that world. I still am, but like in a different context at the time. So like now I'm like, what impact? Impact, impact, impact. Mm-hmm. Trusting in that mission. Yeah, and that will generate a much more sustainable long-term flow of money because it's not that money is the end of the journey. Money is part of the journey. Yeah. And that will probably be why, you know, you sold that business, right? Because, yes, you got there, but then what? Yeah, absolutely. I felt empty. I was like, and I looked around at the people in the environment and I was like, Oh, I'm freaking tired. Like, I honestly was like, this is not what I thought it would feel like. And I'm just not mm. here for it. And I cannot stand the thought of continuously choosing this every single day from now until whenever. So I'm like, mm, I'm out. Bye. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And thank goodness you made that decision. Oh my God. Yes. I would not be here. You would not be here talking to me. No. Listener would not be listening to this right now. I guarantee none of this would have happened, right? I trusted in the fact, to your earlier point, the door that I shut, so Mm -hmm. many other doors have opened to me, like moved up to Brisbane and started this new business. I've created, like, I found my people here in Brisbane. Now you've met a man. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Let's not get started on that one. But it all happens for a reason, you know, and I think sometimes when you make a really hard decision like that to close, close a door in your life, in your business, in, in any area of your life, you've got to look for the evidence in your life where everything has happened for a reason. So evidence stacking is one of the things I do for my own self-coaching. I want to, I want to manifest something. So how can I stack the evidence that it's possible for me based on my previous experience? Because naturally, as a human, we do look at our previous experience to find evidence, but usually we're doing it in the wrong way. We're doing it in a way to prove why we shouldn't receive it. Did you know that I just won a trip to Bali? <gasps> yes. Tell me about that because I freaking love I manifested that. the shit out of that too. And I knew it was <laughs> going to be me. So Angela Henderson, who I have known... For a few years now, I, I ran the mindset coaching uh, sessions in her group program for a year. And then, you know, we've stayed in touch. 
only just met in real life because, you know, COVID really? basically, yeah, well, Western Australia has basically been its own country for two years, right? We have not been able to go anywhere. So anyway, Very met her in real life. And uh, she ran a competition for her retreat in Bali. It's a $3,500 retreat at the Hilton in Nusa Dua. Very nice. All inclusive. And because I'm not paying myself as much money right now, I was like, I can't pay for this, but I'm going. Right? This is, this is happening. And I told her I was manifesting it. And then I regretted telling her because I thought, oh, she might not like choose me because then she's like, I don't know. I, I've told her I'm manifesting it. Maybe she thinks that means I'm manifesting the money to pay to go. I've, anyway, I overthought it a little bit. Then when she drew out the winners, it wasn't me, but it was really interesting because even though I saw the names of the winners, I didn't feel jealous and I still knew that I was going. <laughs> like I was like, something's going to happen and I'm still going. A week later, she messages me to say, look, the two people that won can't go and you were fourth on the list. So the third person is now going and now the, because the second person can't go, you're going. I'm totally slaughtering this story. Anyway, I'm going to Bali. <laughs> yes. But even in that, like the unwavering confidence to be like, okay, I wasn't first and second, but I still know I'm going. Like yep. there's still that level of trust in there to be like, I don't know how, but I'm going. Right? Yes. It's the, yes. this is my goal. This is my vision. This is my mission. I don't know how, but I know it's going to happen. Yeah. Yep. Right. And I had even looked up flights. So part of the process is to act as if, right? And so I was looking up flights to see, okay, so if I, if I am going, then it would mean I'm going on this day and that's what this will look like. And I'll need to get this person to pick up my kids from school. And so I'd already planned the whole thing out. And then it happened. And I was like, I still was a bit shocked. I still <laughs> yeah. was a bit shocked because look, not everything that you aim to manifest comes into fruition straight away. Because if this didn't happen, it would have been another retreat or another trip to Bali or, you know, something like that. But yeah, really excited. And it honestly could not have come at a better time because... I need that. I need that time to really reset and refresh and, you know, then come back and hit the ground running in my life and my business. But my current financial situation wasn't going to allow for it, but it doesn't matter because I'm going. Yeah. And I think that this is a beautiful um, example of um, getting resourceful. Right? Yes. It's not a case of lack of resources, money. It's a case of lack of resourcefulness. 100%. You saw this thing that you wanted. You realized mm -hmm. that you didn't have the financial resources, but you still chose to get resourceful and get the outcome that you wanted. And yeah. using obviously all of your beautiful manifestation techniques to actually bring that into fru fruition. fruition? Yeah. Yeah, fruition. And yeah. grants as well, which I hadn't even thought about before, but with what I'm wanting to achieve in my business, I've realized that applying for grants to receive money, uh, big chunks of money from a grant is definitely possible because of the things that I'm wanting to achieve with this in terms of gender equality, in terms of education, value for small businesses, that absolutely I can ask for money from a grant. And 
I've found, you know, really interesting research to, to back up why what I'm wanting to do needs to be funded. And I absolutely am sure that I will get at least one grant. I've got four that I'm applying for. The grant writer that I'm working with, she was like, I can't believe how quickly you found these. I'm going, well, once I've made up my mind, I'm just like, I will, I'll apply for them and I will get at least one of them. So anything's possible. I just didn't know that that was where I was going before. Yeah. Amen. And I think I, I went on to one of the grant websites that you put on your stories the other day, or maybe it was in the group and um, just seeing how many opportunities were there. I was like this, so many, like we'll have to put in the show notes. I'll put in the show notes because yes. it's like, there are so many opportunities literally floating around you right now, but are you mm -hmm. available for them? Do you, are your eyes open or are they shut because they're like, oh, this just is, this can't happen for me. This mm. opportunity can't happen for me. Yeah. It won't when you've got your eyes fucking shut. Yeah. Pay right? attention. Yeah, Pay attention. Absolutely. Cause there's so yeah. many opportunities. That's another one of the uh, four types of luck is the luck from awareness. And it's just a matter of going what is in my awareness right now and how could that link to something else and how can I expand my awareness beyond where I currently am? Like I go to a lot of networking events and I'm realizing that I'm connecting with a lot of the same people. So I asked myself, how can I expand my awareness around what's available in the networks of Perth. So I've booked in to go to other networking events to connect with other people because you don't know what other opportunities come as you expand your network because that expands your awareness of what's available, who's out there, what conversations you can have. And if you're just hiding with your eyes shut or you go to an event and you don't actually expand beyond who you currently know, then you're missing out on opportunities. Yeah, 100%. What's the fucking point? Mm. And I love this. You don't know this, but I've recorded an episode literally called Your Network is Your Net Worth, talking about how yes. to get the most out of your networking events because they have been mm -hmm. brilliant in me creating my last business, creating this business, and they continue to flourish my world and just make my world just like a better fucking place to be in because yes. of the communities that get created, the connections that get to happen in there, and the uh, growth that I get to experience from literally going up to a stranger which in my world I'm like they're just a friend that I haven't met yet mm -hmm. and introducing myself I have met so many of my best friends today literally from doing that literally <laughs> so many words literally walking up to a person and saying hey my name is Alex yes that's all it takes to start a beautiful friendship a beautiful connection and as we've said along this podcast you don't know what's behind the next door you don't know what's behind the next conversation hmm. I, I sat next to um a girl yesterday oh on saturday we did some um nude painting it was Ooh. amazing painting of her own bodies and um she was looking for some funding and i what she was putting together i'm like i actually may want to invest in that she doesn't hmm. know that yet but i'm still sitting with it in my mind i've connected with her and i'm like if that feels true for me, once I get back from Europe, I'll actually reach out to her and be like, let's talk numbers. Mm. So she doesn't yeah. even know that that's a possibility. Yeah. But it's yes. in her proximity, right? Yeah. I didn't know it was a possibility until she sat next to me and we started talking. I said, hey, mm. my name's Alex. What's yours? Yes. So you actually have no idea what is around you if your eyes are shut. Hmm. Yeah. And you've got to keep your eyes open while you're painting. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Amen. <laughs> 
And I do think there is an element of when you get nude with people that you don't know, you get to know them really well, really quickly. <laughs> well, we did the nude beforehand. We sent it to the lady who ah. organized it. She drew up like a, a like a stencil, I guess, of us, and then we painted ourselves in whatever like pose that we had yeah. done. But there's still a sense of vulnerability, though, right? Because oh, you're still Absolutely. painting yourself nude. You're painting yes. as well, which just doing art in front of others when you're not mm. an artist, or even if you are an artist, I don't know. I'm not an artist, but you know, like there is that vulnerability and that can actually lead into another really important point to do things that get you out of your comfort zone with new people because you actually create a deeper relationship more quickly. Yeah, I completely agree. So that if you can see events like that, that you can attend where you can connect with people, you will connect with them on a deeper level if you do it. Because I've done, I went for a nude swim, it was like 50 women it was so cool. And, you know, like I met people for the first time there. There was people that I already knew as well. And it was so interesting because, you know, an hour after we'd all taken our clothes off, we're literally just sitting on the beach, completely naked, all just chatting like you would if you're just like sitting chatting to friends. Mm-hmm. And the irony of that moment going, wow, we all just know each other so well now. And we're sitting here just in our complete nature, and like in our natural state. And when I see those people now, even though I've met them once for a couple of hours, we have a completely different connection to what I would have with anyone else for just a couple of hours. Yeah. And that is so beautiful because what I, what I hear in that is you were so authentic. There was literally Mm. nothing between your bare naked skin and them. Mm. you actually were completely exposed in all of your authenticity. So there was nothing coming between you. So that's actually a really beautiful I think closing point to this Mm, episode to to put to anyone listening here what are the barriers that you are putting between your authenticity and who you actually want to impact yes thank you so much (laughs) for being in this episode for bringing your mg vibe we love you I love you and what was actually, we're going to end it like this. Give me, give the audience an imparting word about your money journey that you've been on, perhaps the biggest lesson that you've learned or what you're learning right now in your money world. Mm, my biggest lesson is mm. that I'm always learning and that's okay. Yeah. That is the biggest lesson because I didn't grow up with a family that were wealthy or good at managing money or had very good money stories at all, like most of us. And so knowing that and being okay with that and knowing that I'm continuously learning, that is 100% my biggest, my biggest lesson that I continue to learn in different ways as I, as I learn, because obviously the more I learn, the more I know, but there's always more for me to uncover. And the more you uncover, the more growth you have. So always be learning. Always remain the student. Mm. Love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Queen, for saying yes to your yes in listening to this episode and being a part of raising the feminine collective one conversation at a time. Remember to share this episode with your business besties and join me in breaking the tabooness around having money conversations. As always, if you have enjoyed this episode, please rate, subscribe, and share this on your social media, remembering to tag me in it to help this conversation go further, which creates a bigger ripple effect.